Hey everyone, welcome to Saturday Night Popcorn. This is Jason. And this is Kai, and we have another great discussion for you today. Uh, the movie of the day is uh, City Lights. It's from 1931. It's uh, it's old. It's almost 100 years old. Oh, it is? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, oh man. Yeah, I totally thought it was over 100 years old. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, it's an older movie. Still want to give everyone a spoiler warning. We're still in January, so we're still doing our rom-com cuffing season uh, genre of movies. Um, yeah, spoiler warning, and I'll give a brief description of the film before we start discussing it. Uh, City Lights is a silent romantic comedy drama film from 1931, written, produced, directed, and starring Charlie Chaplin. He wanted all the checks. Mm -hmm. uh, the film follows the adventures of Charlie Chaplin's Tramp. Uh, who falls in love with a blind uh, flower girl and befriends a drunken millionaire. The tramp tries to raise money for the girl's eye surgery, but gets into trouble with the law and the millionaire's family. Uh, the film ends with a touching scene where the girl who has regained her sight recognizes the tramp by his hands and uh, smiles at him. City Lights is widely regarded as one of Charlie or Chaplin's masterpieces of one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, and I think, I think we're we're like after we watched this, I, I we were talking about it where it's like, I was trying to watch this in the perspective of watching this in 1931, yeah, and and almost kind of like, <clears throat> like, be lost in the fact that like someone where film is sort of, it's not Still brand new. new, it's not brand brand new, like like it like I I, I think the first film ever like created was that like it's like a like a like a train kind of going down a, or like a horse yeah right yeah it wasn't that, that thing in nope i think so or was that a, that might be a lie i don't know but we we know a lot of things <laughs> you know a couple things a couple, a couple. <laughs> but but it, i was trying to watch it in that perspective and i think watching it in that perspective you're like whoa you're almost like shocked by like a how good charlie chaplin is in doing this tramp character uh, or yeah. just anything in terms of like uh, the acting that he kind of brings into this, uh, this film. Uh, and then also that it's, it's, it's basically a silent film. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's like some cut-ins with like the text of like, you're reading like, Oh, what someone says and stuff. And then like, it goes on. And, and I think that that kind of adds to the, the majesty of like Charlie Chaplin, because it's like, he really came into the film industry when there was no sound included or no dialogue, so to speak, included yeah. with these films. And so his way of acting kind of added to the the story itself and stuff. And he almost kind of built the story around his acting and his ability to kind of show emotion and, and body language. The 30s... That was a great depression, right? I think the thirties, yeah, like sort of Rowing the end 20s, and everything, the twenties, depression, thirties. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because <clears throat> I think we we had talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I think we both put our got into the the mind of someone of that era of like, okay, they didn't have all the fancy cameras and lights and all that. You're kind of just watching a silent film and gaining your knowledge from what's happening in the film based on how each character is acting. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought for a second, but I enjoyed it. I definitely think if I was to 
compare this to movies now, it would be difficult because of just the bare minimum, the, the minimalism of this film. Like, I remember when I turned it on, it was silent. I'm like, okay, people are acting. People are playing things out. Should I have the subtitles on? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I put them on. I turned them on. I turned on the subtitles. And I was like, okay, still nothing. And then, because I was waiting for the cue card. I'm thinking like the movie's starting, there's going to be some sort of card saying something. Like, hey, they're acting such and such out. And there was nothing for a while. So I kind of was like, okay, did I choose the wrong movie? I'm like <laughs> losing my mind over it. And then they finally have a card. And I was like, ah, okay. It's I chose the right movies. thing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also thinking, I don't know if a director now could strip down their movie, like, I don't know how many movies that are out now that you could watch in silent. Like if you just said, okay, I'm going to mute it and still watch it as it plays out. If you would still understand the, the story arc of that film, there's probably some out there, but I don't know how many. I guess the most recent kind of like, I don't know if it's the same kind of like, <laughs> like theme of the movie like like city lights and the whole like aspect of like it being a silent film charlie chaplin's doing his thing it's different from this film that i'm gonna bring up and i it thinks um i think about that john krasinski movie what is it quiet or something oh or, yeah yeah um the silent not the silent place the quiet place. The quiet place yeah yeah so like but that's like a part of the story like you have to not you have to, take, you have to be like, quiet you have to like speak very low there's also a mm-hmm. character that is deaf and kind of speaks yeah. in uh in asl and stuff so that adds to the 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 kind of there's similarities where like everything is kind of expressive where you kind of have mm-hmm. to like if you're talking without your language, you know, without speech, you notice a lot of people get very overly, expressive or like yeah. they're very kind of like body movement and you're like looking at the body language. Um, and that was well received. But I don't know mm-hmm. if nowadays a movie like City Lights and you have someone like a Charlie Chaplin will like it's a totally different ballgame. Like uh, movies yeah. evolved to where that is not necessarily it's not it's not possible it's just i don't think it's gonna do very well (laughs) because i think i think if someone somehow some way somebody got a time machine from back then and trend like they were here and they were watching a rom-com even if they watch punch drunk love like i think they would consider it an adult film Mm-hmm. Like they would have to go to a special theater to watch movies of our of now because they're so graphic. Yeah, definitely. It's just like the whole like different times. Like like Tarantino used to talk about like the the eras that basically like everything was kind of like out there during the movies. Like yeah. it was like a decade where like everything was out there, whatever. You just do whatever you want in the movie. And then to transition to another decade where like it was very kind of regulated where you don't show anything, you don't show any blood and all that stuff. And it kind of goes through these different decades and stuff. And I think the twenties and thirties or even back then it was very like, like you, you did a lot of this like slapstick comedy kind of like over the top comedy and stuff. But like, it was just stuff to make people laugh or cry, but not anything else in the middle of it. And yeah, I think punch truck love would totally be like 
oh, this is not a movie that we should be watching or like. <laughs> be blasphemy. Right. So I, I got my train of thought back. So if we were to put ourselves, oh, I try to put my myself in the mind of someone from that era. And it's like the 20s, roaring 20s, people going crazy, all the money in the world, throwing it around like it's nothing. And then get to the Great, Dis- uh, the great Depression, especially 31, like that's the beginning of it. I wonder how this movie was received by, like, I guess one common folk, like someone that has to find the money to go to the theater to watch this. If they were like, man, I spent all this money that I didn't have to watch this movie. I wonder if they were like, oh, this was great. Like this really changed my, my mood or my perspective on things. Or if they were like, why did I spend this money on this? I don't know. I, I think definitely like if we're looking at it in the perspective of like someone that's living through the Great Depression or even just having some hard times, like watching this, I laughed throughout the entire movie. I like actually enjoyed like Charlie Chaplin's like tramp uh, kind of antics and everything and and the whole like dynamic between the tramp character and the, the drunken millionaire and stuff was hilarious. Yeah. I think I, I found it very funny. I was laughing throughout the whole time. So I think a lot of people could be walking out of the movie theater after watching this in 1931 and being like, at least I kind of got some funny times for at least an hour and 20 minutes. And yeah. and I, I can, I would be hard pressed to see if anyone walked out of there unless they really hated Charlie Chaplin. I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> you can't deny. And that's what I figured. Because I, I I enjoyed the interaction between Charlie and the flower girl, or the tramp and the flower girl, mm-hmm. like him trying to, even though he knew she couldn't see him, just trying to do everything to be memorable. Right. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Now it goes to, like, we, we <clears throat> talked about, like, this month's kind of, like, subject matter, like, our theme is rom-com. So Punch mm-hmm. Drunk Love is, uh, it's a traditional rom-com but done in the style of paul thomas anderson and we have another (laughs) one coming up that's like a traditional rom-com where these kind of like these people have like a meet cute and then like they fall in love with each other and stuff this this came up when i was when we were looking up like rom-coms and this was like i was like i've never seen a charlie chaplin movie and Mm -hmm. we need to do rom-coms and both of us have never seen a chaplin movie but but would would you would you define this as a rom com? Uh, I guess in the modern day, I don't know. I guess like if you think about what he was trying to do in order to be memorable to the flower girl, like he was kissing her hand and trying to be as close as he can to her. So I can consider at least that portion of it. And then even the outcome, like he ended up, she did remember him because of all the things he did. So I, I think when you and I spoke yesterday, we both were kind of like, I don't know if this is a, a typical rom-com, but now thinking back, I, I think it may be. I think so, too, where it's like you're laughing at like the antics that go going on in the movie, but then he's also trying to woo this woman that's yeah. blind, but then also goes and gets a surgery. But then the ending, so the ending comes up as a very memorable ending. And I think I read today that like Albert Einstein, which is crazy because Albert Einstein was still alive or like was around during this time. And he said that it was the greatest ending to a film he's ever seen. And 
goodness. But I almost like it, like when you look at the traditional rom coms, traditional yeah. rom coms, and where like oh, they fall in love, they get a they, they get married, get married or, or they have children, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. This it almost ends like a like a like a Hitchcockian kind of ending where you're like you kind of don't know what she remembered yeah, what him, but happened? that doesn't mean that they <laughs> get back together yeah. or something. <laughs> They didn't fall madly in love. They kind of just like, oh, I remember you. Cool. Yeah. Now I can see that you're poor. You're not, (laughs) you weren't poor before. (laughs) You're not the rich person I thought you were. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I was like, man, like that kind of like, I guess it is a memorable ending because it's it's very abstract where you can kind of come to your own conclusions, which is nice. Exactly. Yeah. Which is nice. That's like, we're always like looking for like movies like that where like, oh, you can kind of like deduce your own ending to it or you create your own ending um but this one i was like it's not that satisfying like rom-com ending (laughs) (laughs) because i think that's what we've yeah that's what that's what they bred into us is like they meet they might have some turmoil but then they fall in love so for this just like (laughs) nah they maybe they fell in love you figure it out you let us know that was kind of (laughs) cool I don't know. Oh, I actually put down that. Uh, I bet she felt catfished. I have that in my notes. I forgot to put that down in my notes. There you go. Catfish did not exist back then, but uh, that that is a Charlie relevant Chaplin term. Made it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin did it. I was amazed. I, I wrote down that I was pretty much amazed by like the the editing. I know back then, like editing happened were, where like they just like chopped taping. it and taped it. But how do they do you, do you know? I don't know how the hell. Do you know how they do the fading of the shots? Where No, they that's fade something it? I've been trying to figure out. Like I want we both have watched plenty of old movies, but I watched some of the things they do and like old movies have the best intros. <laughs> like those credits in the beginning of old movies are the greatest and I'm like you had the most slapstick editing process. How the hell did you make this? So no, I don't know, but I want to know. How do they do the title sequence of City Lights, where yeah. it's literally something that looks like it's overlaid onto a, a live image and everything, or like an image? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how the hell it's magic that they figured this out. Yeah. Because I'm like, I have a digital camera and a laptop. Yeah. And I don't, and I'm scratching my head like, I think this is how you do it. And they were just like, slap, slap, give me different layers put the movie out for everybody to see yeah i don't know i was amazed by it there was like that scene where like he it's he's driving around in the rolls royce and there's like a there's like i don't know what they did they do they put the camera steady camera onto yeah. the, the the thing and then or whatever like and i know it's like a moving background it's like a fake background yeah. in the back but i was like man that that's amazing that they like <laughs> <laughs> no camera shake like plenty of movies we watch now like camera shake and well, like, back then the really? cameras like weighed like a thousand pounds gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know how, i still don't know we watched a whole documentary about it and i still don't know how they shot that that shower scene no see in uh in psycho because yeah. <laughs> that was a big I, ass I camera math and science and <laughs> just give me a behind the scenes photo just yeah. let me see and be like oh i got you it, you guys work magic it, this is a different film this it's a very different film and it comes from a long time ago but it forces you to watch it too it does since there's no dialogue you have to watch it. yeah it does because you're kind of getting the story from his body movement everyone's kind of mm-hmm. facial expressions but is that a downside i was going to ask you what your what what do you find as a negative to this movie 
there were moments where I thought, but it, but then it plays into the the whole act of it. But there were some moments I thought Chaplin was a little too over, like he was acting too much that I kind of, I could put as a dislike, but I think that's just part of the process and part of the film itself, what gave it its uh, recognition. Other than that, I was I was cool with it. I don't know what the heck I should rate it. Like we'll get to that, but I enjoyed it. And I said that would be my only gripe. Yeah, at first when when we started when the movie started, I was like, uh, when they were making those like speeches in front of like that when they're like revealing the statue and stuff at, in the beginning, yeah. and they were doing like that like that like little like noise that come out of like those little like remember those like little things that you would like blow into and it'll make that like kind of scratchy noise or something i forget oh yeah um but yeah i was like man they could have thought of something some other noise to like make it mimic that they're talking and stuff but but yeah it's almost it's hard to like look at negatives to this because you're like almost amazed by how Mm -hmm. this movie was done and but yeah, you can see like like Chaplin's antics are like kind of over the top, but I think that does kind of come into like what he was supposed to do, um, yeah. and all that stuff. And and I think I read too that the um the that the actress that plays the blind woman, uh, like Chaplin was like, oh, she's like brand new to acting and stuff, and so he was kind of like at a different level than her, and so it was hard to mm. kind of like almost like that Jackie Chan documentary where like. Jackie Chan's at this whole different level, and like everyone's just trying yeah. to catch up to him, <laughs> and like or like, like has all right, no let's clue. watch everything Jackie does. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it almost kind of puts Jackie Chan at a at a deficit because now he has to work towards their skill, not like the opposite and stuff. And I think that was yeah. sort of like the same thing with Chaplin, where it's like, oh, I, I'm so comfortable in front of the camera that he's done so many movies that this this young actress or something or like new actress it was almost like difficult for him to work for her, work with her and stuff but you know i'm surprised they don't have they may but i don't know of any uh chaplain documentaries i i just found a website that's like totally dedicated to chaplain um okay but in terms of documentary i don't <laughs> that just seems like somebody like because he innovated he's an innovator it's for the movie industry for sure I'm surprised there's not multiple docs. I, I can Google it after, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one. My first thing when I was watching this movie, I was like, I want to watch a movie where he's actually talking. Like, what does he sound like? That too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does he actually look like? He, like, low-key scared me when I was watching. When I was watching City Lights, I was like, that's a lot of makeup, dude. That's part so of the thing, I guess. I would love to see what he really looked yeah, like. I, yeah, but, like, I think he looks like a normal a dude and everything. I think, like, I think he totally looks like a normal dude, but... Uh, it's just so interesting to see, like, yeah, you built this character. And we know modern day people that have built this character. And it's like, they can't step away from that character. It's like, that's yeah, my life. Just locked and, stuff. In. and like, yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if Chaplin was like that, where it's like, I'm the tramp and that's my character and stuff. But in terms of, you said it's it's difficult to rate this film. How would you, uh, did you come to a rating? I didn't put one. Uh, I didn't put one on Letterbox. I would give it, I'll give it a three, three, three and a half, because like I enjoyed it. It made me like stay off my phone and like stay mm-hmm. invested in the movie. Right. Um, 
definitely now that we talk we've talked about it it's definitely considered more of a rom-com in my eyes so yeah i'll give it like a three three and a half yeah i ended up i ended up coming to a three and a half as well and it's like like you said i enjoyed it i had fun it was i was laughing and everything it's almost like not like at the the aspect of like watching a three stooges movie or like a show but i was laughing i was enthralled i was listening to the store like watching the story and all that stuff but watching the cards come yeah up. right <laughs> <laughs> so i enjoyed it and it, but it's hard to like not look at it and like like i understand where this movie came from or like how this yeah. movie has changed things but does that make it like a five out of a like in a five-star rating no not necessarily i don't know i guess it's like i guess it's hard to like look at that but like who would you who would you recommend this movie to? That's tough. Cause like for us, like we watch any anything and everything, so it's easy. But I don't know. I, I'll just, I don't know too many people that like silent films. But I think maybe someone that's into into rom coms. Uh, has maybe never seen a Charlie Chaplin film, but has heard of him mm-hmm. and they just want to kind of dive into it. This may be a good, it was a good entry point for us. So maybe a good entry point for others. Yeah. So I would say that I would say someone looking for potentially looking for a rom-com and isn't, uh, isn't mad about not having dialogue. Yeah. Right. Uh, from the actors. <laughs> so a silent <laughs> film or someone that has never seen a Charlie Chaplin uh, film and wants to check one out i agree with that uh, but to be honest anybody in my personal kind of like realm of family and friends probably i like yeah. i we may suggest it like you and i may meet somebody and or like go out with our friends and be like hey we just watched city lights with charlie Have chaplin and stuff and like probably people around us are like okay i just watched Oppenheimer. i mean that CeeLo green song <laughs> like so, so yeah, I think it'll be very difficult to kind of recommend it uh, unless someone is really trying to go out of the way to watch yeah. a Chaplin movie or just something different. And and I think I think this is something nice to have under your belt where you're like, oh, okay, I know something different. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, take it out during a dinner party. Which like, hey, I know, right? <laughs> if you're like, <laughs> I'm you? never going to see these people ever again. I'm just going to say random things. <laughs> to start throwing out crazy movies that are like, what is that? <laughs> right? Oh, it's a foreign film. Don't worry about it. But will you will you buy this for your personal movie collection, knowing that it's like considered a very great film that kind of like ushered yeah. in modern films? That's never been yeah. That's never been something I've like worried about. Like if it's on that top one hundred, like I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run it and put this onto my put this into my collection yeah i think i would watch it again down the line but i wouldn't rush to add it to my collection i think i'll watch more other charlie chaplin films and be yeah. like is this the best one out of them i don't know maybe he's done so many of them that uh we'll see but yeah i don't see myself going out of my way to like go buy this film and how rich was charlie chaplin because <laughs> he he had every job in on the set like 
I, got money. I wonder if that was just easier that he didn't need to like worry about like the fat cats trying to like give him money to make his make his movie that he was like, all right, I'm just going to do we it. We need you to talk, Charlie. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm doing this myself. Yeah, Get out my I do face. whatever like, I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Man, I don't man. know. <laughs> Jackie Moon in the house. Yeah, there you man. go. <laughs> all right, Kai, I'm going to remember. Do you want to take us out? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Saturday Night Popcorn. I'm Kai. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm Jason. I'll be back next week with another one. And please like and subscribe to Saturday Night Popcorn where we uh, watch and discuss movies like City Lights. <laughs>